For every American, the fallout from democratic control of the presidency in both houses is to be slowly dispossessed of their freedom to choose, speak, assemble, bear arms, and to be assured that your children will be given a proper education free of political animus, gender confusion, and allegations of racial privilege. Putting 52 stars on the flag, overstuffing the Supreme Court, and loading up the voter rolls with illegal aliens will usher in a permanent political class exercising one-party rule. Apart from a bit of moaning and groaning, there seems little backbone from the Republican political establishment to hold the hill. As for the working class, COVID has been instructive to the far left on how fearmongering and shaming can bring Americans to heal and condone the theft of their rights and privileges. For the entire country, the legitimacy of the past presidential election remains an open wound that will not soon heal. Tens of millions are concerned that Biden was installed, not elected, and that Democrat majority rule will set the stage for an encore in two years' time. To stir the coals, Nancy Pelosi secured passage of House Resolution 1. It would extend the use of mail-in ballots to all 50 states, trample federalism underfoot, destroy states' rights to regulate the conduct of their own elections, and codify forthcoming fraud. Congress has also introduced H.R. 127, a broadside on gun rights through the creation of a federal firearms registration system. The database would be accessible at all levels of government, as well as the military and the public. With retroactivity, gun owners would be ordered to federally register all legally owned weapons, where they are stored, require costly insurance, and subject owners and their families to a psychological interview. While a fearful nation spent a whole year locked down and beholding to the doyens of pandemic science, state lawmakers and the high courts of the land turned a blind eye to the straightforward and immutable laws of mathematics. A bit of wizardry in five swing states gave immaculate conception to a statistically impossible number of Democrat voters. State legislatures held unproductive hearings that gave lip service to whistleblowers and number crunchers armed with irksome statistical and technical proofs. Voter fraud started early in the election year by co-opting COVID fears to unleash a salvo of intimidating lawsuits that effected changes to state voting protocols and left unlocked the back door to political hijinks by blue state governors. Since the election, we have been browbeaten daily to accept the outcome and all evidence to the contrary is extremism. No federal court wanted to touch the third rail of state-controlled elections. Good men and women in black robes dispatched plaintiffs without further discourse and cleared away all roadblocks to the greatest deception in American political history. The Supreme Court trotted out brusque statements to deny standing to serious challenges from Pennsylvania and Texas, sounding the death knell to a continued Trump presidency. On December 3, less than a month after the election Attorney General Bill Barr essentially shut down Justice Department inquiries by claiming no evidence of election fraud that would affect the outcome. That was two days before the Atlanta ballot suitcases fiasco was revealed, and two weeks after data was provided by the White House that a late-night Trump election led in Michigan had been instantly erased by an early morning dump of ballots for Biden in a Detroit counting center. Considering that the FBI has had the Hunter Biden laptop for over a year and the Durham-Russia hoax investigation has dragged on for two, the hurried assessment by Barr on his way out the door and before a fair vetting of the evidence shortstopped a probe into a deeper and more dangerous political reality. While any challenge to the election is now written off as delusional, it's open season for left-wing abuses of free speech. Social media has wiped the online slate clean of any mention of election fraud and shut down or pressured conservative blog sites to follow suit. Democrat Martinets have persecuted Republican lawmakers and their donors in the public square and television commentators have invoked battle cries to cleanse America of any conservative orthodoxy. 
Whereas the investigation of security camera videos of suitcases stuffed with ballots being dragged out from under a table by a mother-daughter team of poll workers in Atlanta. Purportedly, they produced thousands of Biden votes in the wee hours as a nearby leaky urinal in the guise of a burst water pipe dripped away, and Republican poll observers were made to flee in fear of the approaching tsunami. A half hour after the building was evacuated, the suitcases were fetched to several workstations and their contents run several times through the voting machines. Both poll workers have turned down media interviews and lawyered up, with the mother claiming, I need an attorney. This is bigger than me. There is no word of an FBI investigation into that event. And what will come of the 24 pallets containing upwards of a quarter million completed ballots illegally transported overnight by a USPS truck from Long Island to Pennsylvania, only to disappear shortly thereafter from a Lancaster postal terminal? The postal driver, Jesse Morgan, came forward, got airtime, and swore out affidavits exposing the activity. With Trump receiving two-thirds of the vote on election night, Biden somehow snatched victory from insurmountable defeat by capturing four-fifths of all late-arrival ballots counted over the next three days. The FBI's missing-in-action response to plain-view evidence of massive vote fraud in the presidential election seems pulls apart from the agency's enforcement priority to bring to justice the Capitol rioters. It is more reminiscent of slow-walking White House declassification efforts in the matter of crossfire hurricane, or stonewalling the release of subpoenaed documents requested for Senate hearings into the Russia hoax. One wonders little that Biden is pleased with the work Ray has been doing and would be keeping him on as director. On November 3rd, we went to bed in America. On November 4th, we woke up in Venezuela. But simply rigging the election in soft coup style through bloodless machinations to deny a second Trump term doesn't end the vendetta. Election Day was but the opening salvo in the Democrat game plan to dupe Americans into abdicating their own liberties. Through dozens of executive actions, our freedoms are being purloined in plain sight and over the lethargic objections of Republican lawmakers.